The result is not what I hoped for, or frankly what I expected. But I've been clear from day one that I will respect the decision of the members in this leadership review. And I expect all members of our party to do just that. Friends, while, fi while 51% of the vote passes the constitutional threshold of a majority, it clearly is not adequate support to continue on as leader. And that is why tonight I have informed the president of the party of my intention to step down as leader of the United Conservative Party. I'm sorry, but friends, I truly believe that we need to move forward united. We need to put the past behind us. And our members, a large number of our members, have asked for an opportunity to clear the air through a leadership election. And I've recommended, therefore, that the provincial board schedule a leadership election in a timely fashion. Jason Kenney there tonight. After the results of the uh, UCP's United Conservative Party's uh, leadership review were announced, only 51.4% support uh, for the Premier. Uh, you could tell it was a bit of a, a bit of an odd cadence to the speech because at first it sounded like, and he because he'd said this before, uh, that a close uh, result might not mean that he would step down, that a close result might mean that he would stay on. Um, but you could hear as he progressed with his speech right after those results were made public that he had decided that 51.4% simply wasn't enough to be able to hang on to the leadership of the party or as Premier of Alberta. Well, joining me more, uh, joining me now with more is Erica Baruts. She's Vice President of Western Canada for the national strategic communications firm Enterprise Canada and a former United Conservative Party President. Erica, thanks so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me. Um, just your initial reaction. I mean, we, we heard the result and then the speech started quite optimistically. I think for people in the room, at least they thought maybe he was going to stay on and suddenly he said he wasn't. Uh, did that come as a surprise? I think whether you were supporting Jason Kenney in this leadership or not, your jaw dropped in that very moment uh, once you'd announced that he would be stepping down. Why was that? I mean, he had made sort of, he discussed what kind of uh, margin of victory he might need, mm -hmm. but he never really came out and, and sort of described a number. Was 51.4% just too close? Well, I mean, I can't speak for him. I assume that yeah. he's thought a lot about all these different scenarios. And, you know, he had previously said that even if it was 50, you know, the 50% plus one that is required by the party, um, he would stay on. But, you know, he's probably also looking at what that means for the party. I, you know, I wish he would have stayed. However, I think that he did the classy thing that he did. He said this to me and party members many times that he would always put the party first. And that's likely why he made this decision that he thought that, you know, with with the, the clear divide of party, the party membership, um, that this is in the best interest of the party. And as much as, like I said, I, I wish he would stay. I completely respect that. And I think it was a very classy move uh, to put the party first right now. Yeah, Erica, tell me a bit about about what's happened over the last few years that would that would sort of propel so many people within the party to want to get rid of their of, of not just their leader but the premier of the province understanding the kind of uh, the kind of convulsions that might cause yeah well unfortunately especially in this province conservatives seem to eat their own um, and so you know I mean coming into this party it's still brand new it's 
you know, only a couple years old, five years, uh, I think it was today that the unity agreement was signed uh, by Brian Jean and, and Jason Kenney. So, you know, when you're, it's never was never going to be unified right off the bat. It needed to continue attention and finesse. Um, and unfortunately, when a pandemic happens, and as we saw across the entire nation, but especially in Alberta, and especially within the UCP caucus, a divide on what should or should not have been done during this pandemic on restrictions and, and the approach. And I think that that really did divide both the caucus um, as well as the, the party a little bit more. It elevated some of maybe the smaller challenges that were inherited by having two legacy parties merge. And unfortunately, I think that it became to the point where the leadership um, or the membership just had felt that, you know, they were still divided. Uh, we are entering, you know, a strong economy. This government has done incredible things on getting investments here and focusing on the tech sector and innovation, um, balanced budget, all of these great things. But I think that the timing, it was just not enough for the membership to have the confidence back in to give him, you know, a significant mandate or a significant majority to continue as the leader. Because just watching him over the last uh, couple of months, uh, whether it be his trip to the U.S. this week or or different announcements that he's made, the court uh, the court decision last week, it, it seemed like he had found his feet, uh, at least from an outsider's point of view. I mean, I watch it from B.C., but it felt like we were watching Jason Kenney kind of grow into the role again. Uh, was that the impression you, you had? Was he was he just not given enough time now to to kind of bounce back from from what had been a very difficult few years for lots of leaders? I, I definitely agree. I think that this last couple of weeks has shown the type of premier that he is, uh, could be, and and wanted to be. But unfortunately, a lot of those great um, moves that are getting our fair deal to showcasing investment um, were kind of drowned out by the pandemic and, and those internal caucus challenges. So, yes, but if you work backwards from the announcement today, the, the individuals needed to submit or have their votes in by May 11th at 5 p.m. to Deloitte. So when you work backwards, and especially if you live in a rural area, you would have sent that before all, a lot of these um, great news stories came forward. And in fairness, I mean, to all those people that were not in support of Jason Kenney um, in this leadership, uh, they didn't win tonight. Uh, I think that ultimately it, it's a, a loss for the party as a whole because it does show the, the divide of the party. Uh, so lots of work needs to be done by the party itself, by the memberships rallying behind whomever is the next leader in order to stay in government in, in, in a year's time. Yeah, I mean, as a former United Conservative Party president, uh, how big a challenge do you think? I mean, the one thing that was definitive about tonight's result was just how divisive it was. I mean, 51.4 to 48.6 is about as close as it gets. How, how does the party find a way to unite? And you have an election coming up uh, in a year. Well, it definitely, I think, as Premier said this evening, um, he's requested that the party kind of, you know, get get in front of having a leadership race. It's a timely one in order to give whoever is the successor time to, to get that party united under their leadership. Um, you know, I think we're going to see a bit more divisiveness as we enter a leadership race, as you always would, with different people vying for a job and a different vision. Um, but I do love this party and I love the, the members. And I believe that regardless of who becomes the next leader, we will all come back to where we were, you know, heading into 2019 and, and coming together around the values that bring us to make our party as opposed to what's dividing us, which I think is 
unfortunately where a lot of the members currently sat. If you put on if you put on your your sort of your 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 critics hat, uh, you know your 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 neutral observers hat. I know that's tough. Where do you think it went wrong? <laughs> Where do you think it went wrong? Because yeah. I mean, I covered Jason Kenney a lot when he was a cabinet minister in Ottawa. I mean, he's always been a talented politician. It wasn't clear whether he'd be a talented leader during a very tough time. Uh, but where do you think it, 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 where do you think the missteps were? I don't think it was one single event. I don't, I don't think that the, the pandemic helped in any way to create divisiveness within the province as a whole, but also within the membership. But I don't think it was a single event. I think there's a lot of smaller things you can point at. I would say that there a big challenge that people don't necessarily realize is being a, a Government MLA is very different than being an uh, opposition MLA. And I think that that um, reflects on both the leadership because Jason Kenney does, you know, grew up and his entire career has been in politics that it's second nature to him. But having so many rookie MLAs and so many that had had been opposition MLAs, but never a part of government caucus, um, those are very different things. So I think there was, you know, even from day one of government, they didn't do maybe the best job at onboarding these MLAs and also having MLAs that realize that, you know, ultimately you, you're you now in a position not of throwing the grenades, but being in a position of taking, you know, making the tough decisions, having to swallow the fact you might not agree with the decision that was made in caucus, but ultimately you have to come out and, and support that and reiterate that to your constituents. And that doesn't happen overnight. And I think it was something that, was a challenge from day one for, for this government. And ultimately, you know, again, as time went on and we lived in a pandemic for more than half of this um, premiership, that also exposed it because it didn't have people playing as a team, um, which, as we know, as, as there's a, the Battle of Alberta currently happening, you've got to play as a team and you've got to have bench strength uh, and everyone, every player matters. I'm speaking with Erica Baruts, Vice President of for West, of Western Canada for National Strategic Communications Firm Enterprise Canada and a former United Conservative Party President. We're talking about Jason Kenney's resignation uh, late today, both as Premier and as leader of the United Conservative Party, just three years after he was elected Premier uh, of a party that he helped create uh, after suffering through a uh, leadership review that he won, as a matter of fact, but with uh, 51.4% of, of the support of about 34,000 mail-in ballots, which he decided for the good of the party. Uh, just wasn't enough to, to carry on. After this, we'll talk a bit more about what lies ahead, who could be the next leader, um, and uh, what it means overall for Alberta politics. There's an election again coming up in a year's time, and the UCP have to choose a new leader and be ready to go by then. So quite the challenge. We'll talk about that after this. This past uh, half hour, we've been talking about Jason Kenney's resignation late today following uh, the results of the United Conservative Party's leadership review. He received 51.4% support. Um, he had said he might stay on if it was close. It turned out to be too close. Uh, in a speech shortly after the results were made public, uh, Kenney spoke about trying, about the party having spoken, in his case, uh, stepping down, both as premier and leader of the party, to give uh, membership an opportunity to uh, unite and bring in a new leader. Leader. There is an election coming up in a year. I'm speaking with Erica Brutes. She's the vice president of Western Canada for National Strategic Communications Firm Enterprise Canada and a former United Conservative Party uh, president. Uh, a lot of challenges. I mean, just trying to organize a leadership race uh, or a leadership process with an election coming up in a year, that's, that's going to be quite the challenge for the party, Erica. 
Oh, it definitely is. I mean, not only does the, you know, internal apparatus cost money, but it also takes, you know, a, a lot of effort and a lot of resources to get that up and running. So, you know, kind of the earliest I would think you could have this all organized and, and set a date for would be six months. But also add the fact that the party is in nominations uh, to elect their local candidates. Um, and, and that's, you know, this is the appropriate time you'd be focused on that. And then lastly, we also, within the conservative movement, have the federal conservative leadership race um, with the election early fall. Um, so lots of moving pieces that the party's going to have to take into consideration for both resources and timing. Um, that make it, you know, even more chaotic than than it would be in the best of times of a leadership race. Um, do, you, do you see any, I mean, who, who would really be in contention as interim? What kind of work are they going to have to do? The interim leader is certainly going to have to hold down the fort, um, luckily through the summer where it's not quite as busy, but there will be some eyes on that. And then who do you think uh, stands a good chance of, uh, who do you think is going to throw their name in the hat do you, for, for leadership? Yeah, so actually on that, um, it is obviously going to be a discussion at caucus tomorrow, but Jason Kenney did not say that he he was not going to stay on as leader until a successor was found. And we saw that happen right. as recently as Brian Pallister in, um, in Manitoba. So, you know, that doesn't mean that he's not going to stay as premier until that happens. Uh, very right. well could be the, the chance that he, you know, chooses to step down. So that is all going to be decided by, you know, caucus and, and the current leader on what that looks like um, from the caucus and government perspective. And then uh, when it comes to individuals, I know, you know, Brian Jean has not been quiet that those are his intentions is to, um, you know, get be in a position to run for premier. Uh, I believe that, you know, Danielle Smith has also said she'd consider it. She still has to run in her own nomination in Livingston McLeod in Southern Alberta. And that nomination hasn't been opened yet. Um, you know, but, but I believe she is holding a press conference tomorrow, which you can only speculate what that press conference would be. It's not really <laughs> probably a big secret. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's lots of rumblings. I think so. You know, there's there's obviously been challenges within the caucus. Um, and so, you know, this leader is not going to only come into whomever it may be. And I suspect some private sectors, some other caucus members will put their names forward. Um, it's still so early. And I believe if you were really focused on the party itself, this hasn't crossed your mind yet. Um, or you wouldn't be making an announcement tomorrow kind of thing. Um, if that wasn't your intentions yes. all along. But um, regardless, the next leader is going to step into uh, the infancy of the party again. They're going to have to focus on what values and direction the membership wants, how to manage caucus, how to get everyone, you know, and have that relate to a relationship with caucus. Um, and then ultimately also go up against, uh, you know, a very strong contender for premier you're running against someone that's also held that title so it's it's a very big uphill battle so whomever puts their name forward kudos to them because she ain't gonna be easy <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say the uh have you been getting reaction tonight from within the party at all where people were, were other ucp members were they were they disappointed were they were they surprised um i mean obviously it was it was a very evenly divided vote, but what kind of reaction are you hearing uh, from within the party tonight? Is there optimism that this will all work out? You know what? I mean, we like we all are here because we love the party. Um, leaders can come and go. Elected officials can come and go. Presidents can come and go. 
Um, but what's ultimately true is that we, we came together. We are like work want to, I guess everyone wants to work towards being truly a united conservative party. So I do think there's optimism, but I think it's way too early to say that, you know, like we're not all sitting here emotional on either, you know, some may be excited and some may be, you know, upset by, by the recent news. I think all of us can say that we're shocked um, by how this evening ended. Um, and I think that, you know, the optimism will come back because we see, you know, otherwise this means that we have a, a new Democrat party as our government. Like that's the alternative here. So we need to rally together and find out what, what brought us together in the first place um, and, and go into this election as a team. And I think right now we're, we're um, you know, a little bit disjointed there, but it will come. I have optimism, but it, it's still not, I don't think it's a fun night uh, for anyone. Any final thoughts for, for the three years that Jason Kenney was, in fact, premier? It must have been a heady time uh, when when it when the victory happened. There must have been a lot of optimism heading in. Any final thoughts for, for what the last three years meant and, and where to go from here? I think, you know what, Premier Kenney had everything, everything you could ask for in a premier. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he was dealt the best deck of cards, like, for any elected official, whether I agree with um, them ideologically or not, managing a pandemic is hard. And I, I have sympathy for anyone that had to make those tough decisions. Um, so, you know, I don't think he got to do the things he intended to do, whether they had a strong legislative agenda. Um, but in this case, you know, he, like you said earlier, he was starting to be able to be the premier. Like not many people can go down and talk to the Senate in Washington and have their support. Um, like he did this week. But unfortunately, you know, I think that obviously the membership had already determined that state. And even though he won, um, again, he, like all of us, loved this party so much that he, you know, kind of sacrificed himself for the greater good. And I, that is something I will always appreciate of his character. Erica Brutz, thank you so much for your time tonight. It'll be uh, certainly an interesting uh, year or last six months ahead for the United Conservative Party and uh, look forward to speaking to you again about what unfolds. Yes, definitely. I do think uh, we'll all be eating popcorn for the next little while, whether it's for playoffs or politics. But <laughs> it'll always be an interesting time in Alberta. Indeed. Erica, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.